1: You don't see that this is the sun-jacket I ought to have had. No. Pacing to and fro. Heavens, if this young man had been sickly, stunted, freckled, weak, anemic, red-eyed, narrow-chested. Hush, hush. Or better still, hump-backed, with one short leg, it might have made me a more contented, gentler woman. But as it is. Now, now. "'and you choose this moment for suggesting "'that I should look matters straight in the face "'and realize the melancholy maternal muddle I've made?' "'You
0: know, I've had an idea for some time past, "'but there you are not on friendly terms "'with the present Lord Castlejordan and his family.' "'Friendly terms?' "'Because it has often struck me "'that it might be a small consolation "'to you to know this young man.' "'Never.' "'You might grow to be fond of Lord Littleley.'
1: "'Fond of him? "'Fond of the youth that nature— "'Nature for whom I have done so much "'has taken from me and given to that insignificant little woman? "'No, never shall one of us exchange a word even with one of them. "'Never, I say, never!' "'Oh, dear,
0: oh, dear!'
2: Lady Wilhelmina Beltabet enters below the hedge. She is a sweet-looking girl of nineteen, quite gentle and feminine. Her attire is a compromise between a boy's and a woman's. Her Norfolk jacket reaches almost to her knees, and her lower limbs are encased in stout leather gaiters. She carries a fishing-rod in its case, and, across her shoulders, an ordinary wicker fishing-basket.
3: "'Why, it's Mr. Minton!' Oh, Mother, dear, Mr. Minchin. Shaking hands with him warmly.
0: And how are you? Hey, any sport?
2: Slipping her basket from her shoulders.
3: I'm on my way down. There's a little too much wind, I fancy. I've turned into the shelter here to die a fly.
2: Opening the basket. Let me help you.
1: What is Tommy doing this morning?
3: Giving the grey mare a lesson over the hurdles.
1: Hm dangerous work. PLEASE DON'T PUT SUCH IDEAS INTO MY BOYS' HEADS. WALKING AWAY. Minchin
2: and Wilhelmina sit side by side on the stump of the tree, he with her tackle-box in his hand, putting on his spectacles.
0: NOW THEN, WHAT ARE YOUR FLIES? RED
3: SEPTEMBERS, AND MORAL SPINNERS.
0: AH, YOU'RE A KNOWING ONE. HE TIES THE FLY.
3: HAVE YOU AND MOTHER BEEN TALKING?
0: What do you think we have been doing, playing leapfrog.
3: I mean, talking about us g- boys
2: Hmm, pliers. Handing the pliers.
3: I guess you have, Mr. Minchin, dear. Mother isn't worried about us, is she? Me, particularly.
0: I can answer that. No, she isn't. I am. Silk. Giving the silk to him.
3: I'm glad she's not wearied, because, do you know, I'm afraid I'm going to be a great sorrow to her. You? I've a foreboding I shall turn out badly. In what way? Oh, I'm getting worse every day, Mr. Minchin. I-I'm becoming so very effeminate. He looks at her for a moment. Ho-ho. Hush, hush. Scissors, go on. It's nice to talk to you shall i tell you something very well rather finally, about tommy and myself
0: do if you ought to
3: i don't think i ought to
0: well then my dear if you are at all uncertain about it perhaps it would be better
3: yes you're right
0: perhaps it would be better that you should tell me
3: oh Well, you know, Tommy and I have been staying up at Drum with Little Lady Drum. Have you? There was a very large house party, men and women. He glances involuntarily at her gaiters. Oh, we always visit in our skirts, of course.
0: Yes, yes, yes.
3: Well, you'll never guess. Tommy had an offer of marriage. Ho,
0: ho! Now she'll fall off that tomboy too now if such a thing had happened to you i mr Minchin, eh
3: it did happen to me also looking round
2: lady castle jordan reappears
3: mother i've been the way i expect
0: no no
3: my fly please thank you
2: she takes the fly from him the hook runs into his finger You're hooked Extracting the hook. I am sorry. She gathers her tackle together and goes to the gate.
1: I heard you laugh a long way off. What amuses you? Got a hook in my finger How good humoured you
3: are Here's Tommy? Tom, hello
2: The call is returned and Lady Thomason Belterbet, a bright, rosy, rather rough mannered girl of eighteen. Appears and leaps the gate. She is in man's riding-dress, smartly and perfectly turned out from cap to boots.
3: Mr. Minchin has called to see us. Good man, how are you?
2: Shaking hands heartily with Minchin.
3: Missed you at breakfast, Mater?
2: Kissing Lady Castle Jordan.
3: Mr. Minchin, how's the old horse?
2: Oh! Shaking his head.
3: I thought he went rather gingerly on that near four of his when you rode over in the summer. Look here. You come and have a spin with me round the park one morning. We'll give you a mount. What do you say?"
0: Looking her up and down. My young friend, I am afraid I could not ride with you while you are in such an attire as I now see you in. Uh,
1: Mr. Minchin, Tommy, talk to your brother. Thomasin
2: joins Wilhelmina, and they talk together advancing
0: to lady castle jordan lady castle jordan i i must say it i am a little shocked i don't understand you pardon me is that a proper dress for a young woman to scamper about in
1: it is all a question of environment the poor african in her solitary row of beads is as discreet as the best dressed woman in town I will not have my boy's unconsciousness disturbed.
0: I ought to tell you this. I hear that the Overcotton Scrumley people spend the afternoons of their early closing Wednesdays in hanging about the skirts of your park.
1: Vulgar curiosity.
0: There. I wonder your park has skirts.
1: I have built five lodges round Overcourt Park expressly to protect us from intruders with the exception of one privileged old friend yourself no one enters the park but on my fortnightly thursdays glancing over his shoulder and then then my boys disguise themselves in petticoats i think he may boast that no boys have sweeter frocks than my boy
2: wilhelmina and thomason stroll away seeing that he is alone with lady castle jordan
0: Hmm. one word more lady Castle Jordan. assuming just for the sake of argument that your boys are girls may i ask you what you'd do if they should ever be asked in marriage
1: ah oh, oh my dear mr minchin aha do you know you've chanced on a supposition that has been a reality well willie and tommy well wilhelmina and thomasin we staying at Drumdarra's castle. Two men fell in love with them. And in the name of common sense, why not? Men, I call them, insects. Merciful powers. One was a Frenchman. Well A creature who has doubtless shot a fox. The other? Little Lord Tweenways. Tweenways? A
0: fine race, the Fitzbrace. Fine? Why, Godfrey de Fitzbray was one of richard's knights in the crusade.
1: No Fitzbray has ever stood higher than five feet five in his boots. They're a shrivelled puny line. The present Lord Tweenways inherits the accumulated ailments of all his ancestors, and he presumes. Thomason and Wilhelmina reappear. Shh. "'Mr. Minchin, walk up to the hall with me. "'We shall be just in time to greet Lord Knoll. "'I'll tell you about this business as we stroll along.' Minchin opens the gate. "'My dear boys, don't come with us. "'It's so long since I've seen Mr. Minchin.'
3: "'Very well, Mother dear. "'All right, Mater.'
1: As she and Minchin walk away. "'Isn't that scrumbly church
2: chime? "'We shall be late.' Minchin and Lady Castle Jordan disappear, Thomason sits on the tree-stump.
3: So you think that, do you, Billy? Sure of it. But why should the parson concern himself about us? He, he thinks we're girls, you know, Tommy, dear. Well, we ain't, my dear William, so he's out of it.
2: Approaching Thomason and kneeling beside her. Tom, don't
3: you ever feel like...